Good afternoon. This is Samuel Ibrahim, the host of the Mind of the Prophet Meditation Hour. In about uh, 53 minutes, the Prophet is going to sit in meditation with Randy Lee Jones, a.k.a. the Llama Mac Daddy, really cool white guy that all black people should invite to their cookouts for several reasons. One, Randy is a rebel uh, and, you know, he just gets it. Other thing is, uh, Randy works at one of the better steakhouses in the United States, Killing Steakhouse, which is in Pearland, Texas. Great food. I've only eaten there once, but let me just tell you, it's a, it's a great place. Um, and also, you know, he might persuade uh, black people to stop overcooking their steaks. Yeah, I said it. Stop getting your steaks well done, black people. You ruin the beef. All right. Medium rare is the way to go. And uh, maybe Randy will tell us why, you know, if he cares to. If not, uh, just take the prophet's advice and do yourself that favor. It just tastes better that way. Nevertheless, we're going to have a good time, talk about a lot of random things. Uh, who knows uh, what me and this guy are going to talk about, because when we get together and get on the phone, uh, it's always a good time. And I just think today will be a good time. Also, Randy's nervous, uh, so, you know, uh, encourage him on, leave him a, a voice message, uh, because I'm going to get him back on. Uh, because I think uh, I think this could actually be a regular thing. He's he's just that cool of a guy. Nevertheless, uh, hope to have you guys tune in, enjoy, leave us a message, share this podcast because it will be full of laughs and and really random random stuff. Uh, who, who knows? Like literally, who just who knows what he and I are going to talk about today? All right, guys, tune in, listen in, enjoy. See you soon. Yo, Randy, what's going on, man? You got it, brother. Welcome to the Mind of the Prophet Meditation Hour. Man, I, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you inviting me to be here with you today. Oh, uh, man, you know, it's just like uh, two guys sitting here at a cookout. I'm just going to pretend you're here in, the, in my garage at the Prophet Family Ranch. <laughs> All right. Hey, we're going to have to do that one day, though, for real. Yeah, let's definitely do it because I'm a beast in the kitchen, Randy. Okay, all right, all right. I'm a beast in the kitchen, and I would like some of your awesome uh, food photography skills to show off my wares. Man, you know, it's funny you say that. Um, I, I can't take too much credit for the for the photos, man. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm there pushing the buttons and everything, but, you know, these new smartphones, man, these new iPhones, man, they really do all the work. I mean... Yeah, I guess the perspective matters, but you know, the food—the food's really the the star of the situation, really, man. The food's great, so it's nice to be able to have an opportunity to capture it when it's there, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, so uh, let's—we're just gonna kick off the podcast because um, you know, folks that may not know you uh, or, or don't know you uh, will not know that you are like a rock star over there at Killing Steakhouse. And so, um, also, just one other thing. Uh, I'm outside, uh, so if, if I need to run inside, I, you know, I just will. Uh, because sometimes the uh, my phone overheats when I'm out here, and it's you know it's hot as hell in Texas. So I have to go. <laughs> so I have to go inside, so uh, so the connection won't get choppy uh, sometimes. But nevertheless, folks, we're just gonna kick off the show. I have uh, this is Samuel Ibrahim, the host of the Mind of the Prophet Meditation Hour, sitting here in meditation with the Llama Mac Daddy, <laughs> Randy Lee Jones, 
who is a good friend of mine, uh, Randy and I, I don't know, I think maybe we met last year. And uh, he and I have just, we met on, we met on Facebook, actually. And he and I have just uh, bonded and uh, we, we've just uh, remained friends and we talk off of social media. So this is a good guy. He's someone I consider a friend. I'm actually very honored to have him on the show. Uh, Randy, you are the first white guy on the Mind of the Prophet Meditation Hour. How you feel about it? Man, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't even, I didn't know. I mean, uh, that, 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 that's a lot of pressure, man. I mean, uh, I'm representing a whole lot of people right now. I didn't know. <laughs> I, I think you could do it, Randy. I believe in you, man. Man, I, I think I, we're going to be all right, man. We're going to be all right. All right. Well, first of all, let's also acknowledge Randy being a trailblazer in mind of the prophet history. He is a first on the, on the show. So we're just going, uh, before we get into it, I'm not going to do an affirmation today. Because, uh, you know, this isn't really like work. This is like talking to an old friend. So, uh, Randy, just tell the people who you are. Uh, I'm sure you'll be on the podcast again. So let's just give you an introduction uh, right quick. And then we'll just jump into, you know, random guy shit. All right. Well, uh, yeah, uh, I'm Randy. Um, man, I'm a family guy. You know, family is most important to me. Uh, fam- family above everything, really. So I'm a big family person. Love my wife, Ashley, and our kids. You know, Haley, Aiden, Austin, and Will. Those are those are my number one fans right there, man. Everything I do is, you know, with them in mind. So um, that's really the biggest part about who I am, man. I mean, I love my family. So uh, outside of that, man, I, uh, I'm, I'm a long time. I'm a dinosaur in the restaurant industry, man. I've been doing the, the restaurant thing for a long time, man. Since uh, spring of '97 is when wow. I first got. Yeah, that's when I first got into it, and um, I just kind of, kind of stuck with it, man. I mean, you know, I, I've had. I, I'm interested in all kinds of things. I've done a lot of different things, but I've always kind of had had something in the restaurant industry going on. And so um, what is it? What is it about the restaurant industry that that you're drawn to? Why do you like it so much? Oh man. Uh, so many things man i mean uh it's forgiving for one man um i mean anybody and everybody is welcome in the restaurant industry man no matter where you're from what your background is what your experience is how old you are i mean um it's just a really cool cool industry man it's uh it's always fun, man. I mean, nobody goes to a restaurant to have a bad time, at least nobody that I know, you know. So going to work is always kind of like I'm, I'm about to, you know, I'm going to a party, you know. I'm going to, to entertain people and, and have a good time and, and help people make memories for themselves and, you know, their friends and their family. So um, it, it kind of grabs a hold of you, you know. Once you experience it, you know, you, you really understand what, it, what it's like, you know. So, so I, I, I had a different experience with the restaurant industry. So, uh, ironically, I, I think I may have started working in restaurants. That, that's not true. It was, it was, a, it was in the fall of maybe 95 ish, uh, maybe spring of 96 ish. I used to work at Papa Do's. and, uh, dude, I, I, I barely made it out of training. Uh, I, I, I used to drive from Prairie View to, uh, to, to Houston. There's a Papa Do's there on, on 1960. That's where I actually uh, used to work. And I would be exhausted, man. Like, after I got off of a shift, sometimes I would just go to sleep in the car. 
let's <laughs> <laughs> just go to school. <laughs> and uh, you know, that just wasn't too conducive with school, so I quit. I don't even think I picked up my last check. Ain't that trifling? Like, like I didn't. <laughs> like I, I was just so embarrassed, man. Just that, that I did. I I think I maybe had one or two shifts <laughs> outside of training, and then I just walked away from the job. Like y'all can have it. Uh, I, I don't want it anymore. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's a it's a hard it's hard. It can be hard work, man. I mean, it's it's you know. It's a lot, you know, especially, you know, it's physically demanding, you know, you're on your feet and you, you, you're running. I mean, you're, you're at a near, you know, in the middle of everything happening, you're at a, you know, a near jog. I mean, it's, and, and I'm, I'm kind of old school too. So I like to run, man. I like to get in there and hustle and, you know, get, get after it. And so trust me when I say these mornings, you know, I mean, I'm 40 now, you know, so <laughs> these mornings are slower and slower moving, man. I got to, I got to, you know, really take my time getting out of bed and stretch and things are popping. And <laughs> so I, I get it. Yeah, it's uh, it, it can be exhausting. I think I'm probably averaging, you know, anywhere from, I don't know, five to ten miles a shift, depending on the day of the week it is. But it's uh, it, it's it's fun, though. I, it keeps me young, man. It keeps me young. How many steps is that? I'm just curious now because I, I count my steps every day. I try to. Do you do you monitor your steps on a on a daily basis at work? Not really. I I don't know how uh, accurate these uh, are they these uh, step you know tracking things on your phone are, but I, it's somewhere between like I don't know. I average anywhere from ten to twenty thousand steps a day or something like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, so good, well, good for you. Show off. No, <laughs> hey, it, it, it's uh, it just kind of comes with the territory. It's not really the goal, you know. But you know, the older I get, the the more calculated I gotta be because I don't move around these restaurants like I did when I was twenty, you know. So I gotta I gotta really put a lot more thought into them. I guess my steps are more thought out, and <laughs> you know everything. But you know, uh, they're not as fast, you know. So yeah, yeah, more intentional intentional steps. I That's can right, dig it, man. I can dig it. Hell, at 40, you have to be intentional because, uh, you know, at, at 40, you really realize you don't have time to waste. You really uh, don't. So you're just you're moving with uh, with purpose. I, I could dig that. Uh, uh, Randy, I, I just also really realized last week that you and I have another thing in common, and that is we both have a uh, affinity for nature and we have a super ridiculous sense of humor. So, <laughs> okay. so, so the podcast art, the podcast start cover for, for this episode is you with the llama dude what is going on in that picture man so it's funny um we you know i didn't really <laughs> that picture actually says a lot man um we we were out at the uh my family we were out at, at this place in the, the new Braunfels area called the snake farm you know and years and years ago it was literally just like rep i'm a big reptile fan i like animals uh, you know, all kinds of animals and in the nature and everything. But I've I've always kind of gravitated towards, you know, from like a kid being dinosaur fan to, you know, having small reptiles all my life. Uh, I mean, I still I still do. And uh, but so we're out there and um, they got a petting zoo, man. And so in the in the chaos, if you've ever been in a petting zoo and the chaos of everything that's happening, it's running everywhere, the the animal food, you know, throwing all over the place and goats chewing on your shorts and everything, man, there's, there's that are just chilling, you know, just hanging out, man. Like nobody's, 
you know, like, like nothing else matters, man. They're just super cool and, you know, laid back and, you know, like nothing else is going on in the world around them. And uh, my wife, Ashley, and the kids are off doing the, the animal thing. And there's this one llama just over off by himself, just minding his own business, man. And I was like, man, that's my guy right there. So I, <laughs> I had to get a picture with him and it just, you know, it just kind of turned out the way it was. I was trying my best not to, not to laugh, but he was serious, you know, I wanted to be serious with him. So I was trying to be serious with him, man. And, you know, he was, uh, he was all business. So I had to kind of put on a, a business face for him. So that's just kind of how it went down. <laughs> well, you, well, you know, a llama is a serious animal. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they, they'll get you if you're not careful. <laughs> well, well, they really see, I didn't know that. Apparently I've never had it happen, but I mean, I've heard some people, you know, have some less than pleasant, pleasant experiences. Yeah, wow. they'll they'll spit on you or something like that. I've never had one get me like that, but you know, I don't. I kind of respect them, I think. You know, so I just you know say hi and move on. You know, I, I would actually think now that I would enjoy having a llama if it was spit on people, because uh, you know, I just, I, on I, I just, on command. <laughs> yeah, I just I like animals with attitudes. Yeah, I can dig that. You know, just have an attitude about yourself, believe in yourself, Mister Llama. That that's what it's all about, baby. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Uh, so reptiles, what type of reptiles? You said you keep reptiles. Uh, what type of rep- pet reptiles do you have? Oh, man. Um, well, right now, uh, we've got a couple of, uh, we got a couple of ball pythons. So, you know, just, you know, smaller snakes, you know, constrictors, nothing crazy, man. Just something the kids can interact with and learn about and learn with and, you know, they're easy to take care of. They don't make any noise. There's no real big cleanup. You know, they don't have to be messed with every day. And, you know, sometimes you kind of forget they're even there. How'd you get, how'd you even get into it? Did you just have an affinity for snakes as a kid? And then you just decided I'm going to get a snake. Well, uh, kind of, sort of, um, you know, I was one of those kids, you know, I guess I'm, you know, we all, we see the memes and we see the things on social media, but you know, when I was growing up, man, when you came home from school, it was change out of your school clothes and get outside and, you know, come back when it's dark, when the streetlights come on, you know, it's time to come home. So I was always out. I was either in a ditch, you know, chasing, you know, wildlife, you know, frogs, turtles, snakes, or I was up in a tree somewhere hanging out, you know, playing war games and, you know, things like that. So um, I guess when I was old enough, my uh, my folks, you know, Guess what? What do we get? We had a. I mean, I have you know iguanas and geckos and turtles and you know I had all the rodents and stuff too. But I just always really liked the uh, the reptiles the most, man. They're just they're little mini dinosaurs, man. You know, and it's just they're neat. They're cool. I I, I, I agree with you. I used to have a bearded dragon. Named, okay. Named Inky, and I actually loved him very much. Uh, and what I realized is he was like a dog and a cat dinosaur at the same time, right? (laughs) (laughs) It was so crazy, man. And uh, uh, so I didn't really realize how much he would be trying to communicate with me until uh, uh, my my little brother used to stay with me. And and, uh, I I actually forgot that Inky was uh, in the room. My brother had gone home when the pandemic happened last year. Or, yeah, uh, I think so. And so uh, anyway, nevertheless... I forgot to 
feed him and give him water. So one day I just happened to walk into my brother's room. Maybe it had been, you know, close to a week. And, he, and you know, he's sitting under those heat lamps and shit. And uh, I walked in there and I was like, oh, man, I forgot you were here. And uh, I was about to walk out and get him some water. And, dude, he ran into the cage like, don't leave me. You know, don't leave me in here. <laughs> <laughs> don't leave me in here by myself. And uh, he and I, like, after that moment, I was like, okay, we're best friends now because you spoke to me. So, uh, so yeah, he, he he was a lot of fun. I used to actually put him outside when I would sit in the garage and birds would come and land on his cage. That would, like, be the best part of his day. And uh, he, he would sort of get an attitude when he was not outside, uh, believe it or not. He, he preferred the garage more than any other place in the house, the garage or the front yard. So, so, so I agree with you on the on the reptiles. Also, also, Randy, I think we would have been friends as kids because I was one of those kids that, dude, once you left the house, especially on the weekends, right? You wake up, you might play a video game or two, eat some breakfast, and then, dude, you're on the bike, mm-hmm. or, you know, or you're you're in the streets, or you're playing football, or you know, you're doing whatever. And I used to climb trees, man. I haven't, I, I have not done that in forever, right? But uh, I used to love cl- climbing trees, uh, trying to bury trees, especially. Oh man, the China berry trees were legendary, man. I know, right? I know you like you had to climb a China berry tree, and uh, I used to, you know, ride a bike into uh, big pikes, and and uh, I've fallen off of bikes on those several times, which you know, <laughs> embarrassing, right? And then, uh, and and like all the time, like I would play football. I actually, uh, I stopped playing tackle football uh, with my friends when I was in like high school because I broke my collarbone. Uh, <laughs> playing tackle football without pants. I broke my left collar. Actually, I broke both of my collarbones playing football, but I broke my left collar, my right collarbone with a complex fracture, not uh, not wearing pants. So I, I quit. I quit doing that outside. But we would have been friends, bro. I, I, I believe you and I would have been friends as kids, and uh, you know we would have just grown up being a reckless uh, pair of rebels. Yeah, uh, for up. sure. Yeah. You know? All right, Randy. So I have a bunch of random questions here, and you can feel free to ask me random shit too, uh, because you know this is like guys, uh, you know, chilling at a barbecue. So since we're at a barbecue, what, what's on your pit? If you're having a barbecue on a Sunday, you're inviting folks over. Uh, what's what's happening at the barbecue? What do we got going on? You know, honestly, man, I don't I don't currently have a pit, but um, if I did. If I did have a pit, man, I mean, you got to have, you know, some some brisket, some ribs, maybe some sausage in there. You know, you got to have the uh, the the veggies in there, too, man. So, I mean, I don't know. Nothing crazy. I think I think barbecue is one of those things you got to keep simple, not overthink it, you know? Yeah. So so how are you making your brisket? Well, besides how you're making your brisket, what kind of beer? What kind of beer is going on at your uh, at your barbecue? Man, you know, I don't, I don't drink a lot of beer to be honest with you, man. I, I don't drink a lot in general, but um, anymore, I mean, I, I kind of go for the lighter stuff, man, because it's hot outside and and you know, beer can be kind of heavy, and you know, I'm only, I'm, I'm good for a beer or two. So I've never been able to kick back a bunch of beer at once, you know. Well, now I understand why you don't have a barbecue pit at your house, uh, because you know. Uh, barbecuing and beer go together. They have a oh. whole. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm, if, if I'm going to drink, usually, man, I'll have a pour of like bourbon or some type of uh, whiskey or, uh, of sorts. And it's usually like in the evenings when everything is done. Yeah. 
kicking back, ready to kind of wind down for the day, man, yeah. and, and just kind of relax. That's that's kind of the you know the drinking that I do mostly. Maybe a glass of wine too here and there, but not I've nothing. Stepped, yeah, I, I've stepped away from the wine. Uh, I used to I used to 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 really love uh, red wine uh, to close out my day, uh, but. But I agree with you on the whiskey too, man. Like I used to on my drive home, and I've said this on the podcast a few times. So I, I went to school at the South Texas College of Law, which is in downtown Houston. And there are, uh, for a couple of years, I lived out in Cyprus. So between Cyprus and downtown, you know, that's an hour drive, right? So I used to, and they had construction going on uh, both years, uh, you know, for those two years. So I used to stop at Twin Peaks. And I'd have me a, a Balvenie double with the ice ball, and uh, I would just kind of wind down there until the traffic lightened up, and then I would head home. So that that's my favorite scotch. What 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 whiskey? What whiskey or bourbon is your favorite? Oh man, um, well I like them all really. I mean, I think my favorite lineup is probably the uh, the Old Forester lineup. I mean, everything from Buffalo Trace is great, but and, and most of the Buffalo Trace gets all the love because you know all the uh, allocated stuff out there, but I really like everything they got going on at Old Forester, man. I mean, from, you know, the, the, the price point, the availability to everything that goes into making it, and the, the quality that you get, it, it's kind of hard to beat the Old Forester lineup, man, for sure. I like the uh, 1910 and the 1920 probably the most, but I mean, I'll drink them all. Yeah. Maybe you and I should get together and do like a bourbon tasting. Uh, okay. Are you a cigar? Are you a cigar guy? Man, you know, I, I used to every now and then enjoy a, a cigar, but I, I don't. Uh, I don't smoke any, any anymore, man. I used to, to smoke cigarettes, more of a casual, you know, out on out, out on the town, you know, at night, have a drink here and there, and I I'd smoke, man. But I uh, I put down all the tobacco products, man. Good man. I, I I I am not a big cigar smoker. Uh, my girl loves she loves cigars, man, but not not so much me. But I'll I'll have one when she has one. Uh, but if I, I actually like to smoke Dijon cloves, I I just I should kick that habit. But I just like to smoke those while I'm you know putting together podcasts or if I'm writing. Those just kind of help my thoughts out. So I'm trying to I'm I'm, I'm going to try to kick the habit on that eventually. But I, this is something that I genuinely enjoy, and since I'm in good shape, I'm just hoping that they're not doing any real damage to my body. Uh, well, that's the that's the hard part, man. I mean, I it's been, uh, you know, I don't know. We're going on, I guess, uh, seven years, seven or eight years since I uh, I quit smoking last. But I mean, you know, on a stressful day you know the middle of a restless night you know a cold day you know after a meal a good meal you know whatever you know i still every now and it's like man a good smoke would be you know great right you know great right now but you know i still resist so yeah i i uh well good for you good for you sir i, I am not that strong uh just yet. It, it's tough man but you know you'll you'll get there you know it, it's you got to once you yeah. get to once you get to the mental point where you're like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do, you'll do it. But you got to be ready. You know, it's not something that's easy. You just yeah. Okay. I, I think once I make my mind up to quit, I will. Like you yeah, know, I, I can stop. And so like if I had a regular job, I wasn't one of those guys that would step out of the building and go have a smoke. Like I could always wait until after work. You know, it wasn't like I was jonesing. Um, so I just need to make up my mind to do it. That that's really what it boils down to. 
so so Randy, uh, how do you prepare your brisket? I'm curious now because I I put in the podcast trailer. I don't know if you saw what I posted <laughs> on Facebook, but I said you're one of the guys that black people should invite to the cookout because you're just that cool. And, uh, you know, that's coded black people flag for you being a cool uh, white guy. And so uh, what, do you, what are you putting on your brisket, man? Like, what are you what are you uh, what are you seasoning it up with? How do you prepare it if you if you were to make one? You know, I, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I've uh, I've I've never made a brisket myself. I, I've helped people with it, um, but I've never I've never made one on my own. Um and just full disclosure, man, it's intimidating, you know? So, I, I mean, I, <laughs> it is, it's intimidating. And, and you know, briskets are huge, man. So, and we're not a big family. So, we don't typically, you know, you know, cook that kind of stuff on our own. We're usually at my in-laws when we're doing stuff like that. And and my father-in-law, him and his dad, they're, they're incredible around a pit, a smoker. They used to do some competition, you know, barbecues back in the day themselves. So... And they can hold their own around a pit and a smoker. So I usually just let them do all the, all the, uh, all the magic stuff around a pit and just take notes and, and watch them and, and uh, enjoy the uh, finished product whenever they get done, because they're, they're, they, they put out some, some restaurant grade, you know, rodeo style barbecue, man. I mean, those guys are incredible. So. Well, I'll let you live through your family, but Randy, cause you can't make brisket. I might have to take your black card. All right. <laughs> hey, I'm, hey i'm learning i'm learning i hey, just I, full full disclosure man though i mean I, i'm i'm honest I, i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest about it man i i cook other things you know but not not the not the brisket man plus you know yeah you, you you i work where i work you know and so you're around you know these incredible incredibly talented chefs and and these people that are just you know they're they're masters at what they do and so it, you, I think some of the intimidation comes from, you know, the expectation that it's got to be like theirs or it's just, it's not going to be good, you know? And so I kind of, it, it's like that, you know, I see it and I have it all the time. And that's another reason why I, I, I've never really gone down that path is because it's, it's so readily available for me and it's, you know, some of the best you can get out there. So it, it's, it's, I don't really need to go through the trouble or, you know, do it. Cause I got so many people around me that are doing it already. And it, it's kind of made me a little complacent or lazy when it comes to it. I suppose. I, I don't know. I should, I, I should go ahead and, uh, and, uh, and step out there and do it. I, I'm, I'll probably be okay when I do it. I mean, I know what to do. I just haven't ever really done it on my own. Well, 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 uh, well I would say we could have a brisket cook-off, but uh, it, it would be unfair to you. Uh, for you, for me to be your first first opponent, because I I I'm pretty good uh, with my brisket, dude. I used to, I used to have a catering company. I I have had so many companies. Like I, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Like I just love business. I I I get an idea in my mind, and the first thing I think to myself is, can I make this work? And then I go about trying to prove it to myself. So when I used to work at NASA, I started. Uh, selling barbecue sandwiches that was the way I used to make money and then I started catering and, and dude I had one of the competition pits that's like a quarter of an inch thick and uh, you have the huge firebox and the smokestack and you're looking at a smoke ring and you know you're using uh, different kinds of wood to flavor the meat like that was that was my thing bro and uh my brisket is so good man I'm, I'm not lying to you this is this is a true story you could cut into my brisket cold with a plastic spoon that, that's nice. How, that's nice. That's, tender. that's how tender my brisket is. 
Uh, all right, Randy, we're just going to get into to random things here. Uh, so uh, I have I have lots of important questions for you that I want to ask. Uh, first of those being, are aliens real? Are aliens real? Aliens real, Randy. The people need to know. Man. I don't know, man. I really don't know. I mean, I... I the 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 religious part of me wants to say no um man i've never i mean i don't know man this is a these are kind of this is kind of a personal question you know because it's um i think i think most of us we we really think about these things to ourselves and we don't really talk about it much because mm-hmm. it's kind of ridiculous you know it kind of is you know like just the whole idea is just kind of ridiculous the the, um, the idea of aliens is ridiculous well, yeah, I mean, just the whole thing. Uh, I mean, like, what if, what if, what if we're aliens? You know, like uh, yeah. to somebody else, we are. You know, to some yes. other species, we're we're aliens. Um, yes. Um, it, but it's also hard to think as massive and vast as the universe is. Surely, we can't be the only thing out there. You know. I agree, uh, Randy. You're enlightened. Uh, I believe. I think they're real, bro. I think aliens are real, and notwithstanding even the recent UFO reports that came out that show, like, I think the military has, you know, 40-some-odd videos uh, that they at least released. I'm sure there are more of uh, pilots in the Navy and the Air Force that have encountered these things, and, you know, they defy physics. They would do shit like drop into the water to, to get away from them. Like they could not engage them. Not, not that they wanted to shoot at them, but just like they, they tried to follow them sometimes and they just couldn't do it because of the, the type of maneuvers that these things could do in the air. So I, so I think they're real. I think that is just supporting evidence. I'm going to, I have a few reasons why I think aliens are real. Uh, first, first of which being is I'm, I, I am, uh, I'm not so much religious anymore, even though I have a, uh, I think very close relationship with God. The very first um, story of creation, which is written by the ancient Sumerian culture, um, they have aliens, dude, in their creation story. This is the very first creation story ever put into stone, okay, ever written, and they have aliens and aliens performing genetic mutations on humans in their creation story. Isn't that crazy? So, uh, so I don't think the ancient people would lie because, you know, ancient people didn't really lie like that when they put stuff in the stone. That's what I think. Okay, and uh, you know I agree with you on the the universe being too vast. How how could the universe be so big and we are in this place by ourselves? So uh, I, I I like your answer there. Uh, uh, next random question, Randy. Next random question: How do you keep the flame burning in your marriage? How long have you been married? Oh man, on the spot. Um, we have been together for over eight years and we're about to celebrate, uh, seven years married. Oh, oh, congratulations. Seven years. That's a lucky number. I Uh, know. Yeah. You guys are the seventh year, man. You guys are going to go into a new level of, uh, love. Cause if you can make it seven years with a partner, dude, you guys know each other well. Uh, you know, you just. Uh, you don't tolerate each other anymore. Like you have to be in love by that point uh, to make a stick. Sounds like you guys are. So how do you keep the flame burning? Like, what do you do to keep uh, to keep your your woman looking at you like you're the sexiest man alive? Oh man, I don't. 
Man, I, I don't know uh, how that happens. Um, You're too modest, Randy. Too man, modest. well, I definitely, you know, she's too good for me, man. My my wife, Ashley, she's so cool, dude. She's she's a little younger than me, too. So um, I, I'm kind of, I, I guess I'm grateful that she likes older guys, I suppose. But um, so I guess I'm always going to be older and she's always going to have a thing for me, I suppose. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. But um, we, we're, we're young at heart. She's, you know, like I said, a little younger than me. So she's keeping me young by trying to keep up with her. And, and we, we still try to, to have fun together. You know, we like to do things. We like to get out, you know, and, and go have a lot of fun. I think that's really what it is, is that you got to continue to do the things that you, you did when you first met that attracted you to each other. Right. And, you know, as long as you nurture those those qualities and those things that were the initial attraction, they'll they'll keep that that flame going. You know, you gotta you gotta you gotta keep you gotta date. You gotta always date. Yeah. Date each other. Date each other. You know. Yeah, and so uh, you guys have you know a big family, <clears throat> and so with that being said, you know I know that there's a challenge in just trying to find that alone time. How do you make sure that you guys you know spend your time alone together? Well, it is tough whenever you've, uh, so we're a blended family, you know, we, we got his, hers and ours. Um, so that, you know, in and of itself is a, is a blessing and, you know, wouldn't change that if I could. Um, but I don't, I don't know, man, you gotta, you just gotta prioritize it. It's gotta be important to you. And, um, you, you really, you really do it. it I know that people put a lot of stress on the uh, spot nudity. You know, you got to people think it, it kind of takes away from it when when you got to like plan it and you got to put it in the calendar and you got to yeah. schedule it. You got to schedule time, you know, to, to be alone or to be together, to have a date or whatever. But to me, it kind of kind of says the opposite. You know, it kind of stresses, you know, how important one another is that you really make it that that much of a point to set that time aside that this is just for us yeah and when you got a big family and and whatnot those days are more rare than you know you'd like them to be but they're 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 very important and uh so we we definitely enjoy doing that we had to go out of town every now and then just the two of us or a date night here and there or sometimes man it's just cool to just kick back on the on the couch and just, you know, and just chill, man, just hang out and spend some time talking. And, you know, even if you're not just being together, you know, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Once you realize that you don't always have to fill the, uh, the space with words, uh, with somebody, you could just kind of be yourself and zone out and, you know, chill on the TV. And, uh, it's still just like you guys had a, a great all day long conversation, even though you don't always have to use your words. And this is the last relationship question because I, I just, I, I just, I'm very curious. I'm just curious about human nature. And uh, so like, what is the, what is the, what's one thing that you do like on a daily basis to, you know, just show your girl, uh, Hey, I'm thinking about you. So I'll give you an example. Like for me, what I do is I make the bed. Like I, I know she comes home uh, from work that she, you know, she just likes a, a, a made up bed. So I do that for her just because I know that that just kind of helps her to, to start relaxing from her day. So what's, what's the one thing that you do that will, uh, you know, 
just kind of sends the same message of love uh, to yours? Oh, man. Um, I don't know, man. There's a couple of things I guess I do. Uh, I probably do. I probably do more things than I realize because, you know, it kind of becomes second nature and just kind of part of the, you know, the daily routine. Yeah. The day, the day, part of the day. Yeah. It's just, but I, things that kind of stand out that I really have to make, you know, the main thing is I, I buy her flowers a lot. You know, when I, I pretty much every time I go to the grocery store, I come back with some flowers. Look at you. What kind and, of, is it a variety of flowers or you just, you know, there's a certain type that she likes? Hey, I'm gonna do the the the, the, the fellas that are, that, that are maybe listening in right now. I'm gonna do you all a solid right now, man. So like, so Ashley's not really she's she's super cool, man. She she's she's a blessing in so many ways. But one of the ways, man, she doesn't she doesn't really require these things. You know, these things are just little things that I like to do. And um, I've always kind of had an issue with buying flowers. You know, like. You go spend all this money on these these flowers and they're cool and the girls like them and they're pretty and everything. But, you know, just after a few days, maybe a week, if you're lucky, they're dead. And then it's like all that money. And I get it. It's about the thought, but it just seems so wasteful, you know, like, yeah, I could spend that money doing so many other cool things, you know. <clears throat> but at H-E-B, man, H-E-B, they have these little these little mini like little roses and they're like they're, they're like four or five bucks man they're they're super affordable and um i take and i repurpose uh, some of my empty whiskey bourbon bottles and i'll use those for vases smart man and uh, you know i'll buy her and they, they make these they make these roses in different colors and and whatnot so i'll go buy her a couple two or three of those and i'll just put them where like she she's a writer she writes from home so i'll put one on her desk and then I'll put one by the, the the coffee table by where she writes in the living room sometimes. And then I'll put one on the on the kitchen table, and they just brighten up the room a little bit. And I guess my hope is that when she's where she is when she's writing from home, it, it brightens up her day a little bit, you know, and she, it'll make her think about me. You know, that's kind of one of those little things. The other thing that I that we we both do this, so I can't take all the credit for it, but um. We never really pass each other without touching, you know, um, like a little graze, a little, you know, a kiss, uh, you know, just little little love taps, you know, just kind of, hey, you know, what's up? And we all, we always do that. And um, it, it's, it, it's fun, man. It keeps it, it keeps it youthful and, and uh those things work, man. Little little things like that yeah. make all the difference in the world, dude. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna just uh, copy you on that. My, my girl likes flowers too. She, you know, she 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 tells me that shit all the time. So I make sure that I I get her flowers uh, when I do go to the store when I can. And uh, but I, I'm gonna use the uh, the the liquor bottle uh, vase idea because they don't have good vases. Vases. I don't know what the right way to pronounce that is, but. Uh, yeah, they're always brittle and they break real easy. Yeah, and like, they're ugly. Yeah, they're they're, ugly. they're almost always ugly. Yeah, yeah. No, no more ugly vases. Uh, H-E-B and Kroger, like do better. Do get sexier with your vases. You you vase uh, vase manufacturers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, man. I got I got a. Uh, I, I think one of them I just recently I got like a old, uh, pretty cool artistic looking boutique style tequila bottle that I'm using right now. And then I got an old whistle pig whistle pig rye bottle that i'm using that looks really cool you know 
Well, and I, I want to try the name of. I want to try that drink just because of the name, a whistle pig. Yeah, man, whistle pig's some good stuff. That's uh, up there out of Vermont. It's a good lineup of some good rye whiskey, man. Check it out. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do that. Uh, Randy, okay, here, here's a uh, because I know uh, sometimes you discuss politics on uh, Facebook, so we're going to get into politics now. Get ready. Uh, uh, if you could play Monopoly with three politicians, living or dead, who would they be? Oh man, living or dead? Yeah. Oh man, I have no idea, man. I... <laughs> I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna go first. So just so you can get an idea of, of how ridiculously I answered this question. Again, <laughs> again because you know, I, I posted on Facebook recently that I, I still enjoy fights. I like to watch fights. I'm just not gonna lie about that. And so uh I actually chose these are the three people that I would uh choose to play Monopoly with. Trump, uh, because he lies. He lies a lot. Uh and because he lied so much, I would also choose John McCain because John McCain hated that guy. <laughs> and then uh Ann Richards. I, I used to love Ann Richards, okay? And so uh I, I ultimately what I'm trying to do is get John McCain and Ann Richards to uh beat Trump up. That's that's really the that's why I would invite those three. Because eventually I feel like that game would end in a squabble. <laughs> and then I would record that shit in, in just your know, world star and post it. That that that's the type of ridiculous things that I think about uh, when I'm thinking about folks that I would like to play with. So, yeah, that's what I would do. And, you know, eventually, you know, at the end of that game, uh, McCain's going to turn over the table. And then I think uh, Ann Richards would, you know, uh, give him a couple good right crosses and uh, maybe hit him with the board or something. And then uh, John McCain and Ann Richards would become best friends. Uh, and we would have uh, scotch and uh, cigars together. So so now with that being said, who who would be your three? Well, the reason why this is tough for me is because I'm not really a fan of any of them, really. Like, I don't really like, I mean, I don't know, man. American politicians are... They suck, dude. They kind of do, man. Like, I'm not really, I, I'm, I'm not really into any of them. I, I'm not really cheering for... I, I like to kind of troll each side, you know, because they both kind of, you know... I don't know. They they're kind of the same, but you know they do it in a different way. So True. they both they both have a, a a fan base, but I don't know, man. So I think Trump has to be there. You know, I think in that kind of game when it's about money and uh, and and having like a scheme, you know, to kind of you know make the money, you have to you know I think in strategizing and all that, you kind of have to have that guy around. Yeah, but he couldn't be in charge of the bank. He could put charges in, in in charge of the Monopoly Bank because I think <laughs> he would he would steal the money. Oh, they're all hey every every one of them is gonna try to steal the money. That's for they're sure. thieves. Yeah, every they're, one of them is gonna try thieves. to get the money from you. Yeah. Yes, they and are. They uh so I don't know Trump. Um, I probably have Obama there just because he's he was he was cool, you know, I'm like coolest guy, right? He was pretty chill, man. Like I think hanging out with him would just be real cool, you know, just to to hang out and kick back, you know, listen to some stories and um and and uh W man, he's he's the same way. I, I've always heard he was real yeah. yeah. The guy was real smart, you know. Um W is a people's guy. So I, I like yeah. your lineup. I like your lineup actually better than mine because I was trying to incite violence. I showed you where my mind. Hey, some days you gotta wake up and choose it, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> some days you do. 
uh, in in uh, in the Monopoly game, I'm choosing violence. But I like yours because, uh, well, I I think Trump Trump could probably incite Obama into violence. I I think at some point in time he would get tired of it and turn the table over and box him. But uh, uh, who was the last person that you said? Because I like oh, W man. Yeah, he's dude. So so he's he's the type of guy. This is the true story about about George W. Man, like, um, because I I've, I've met him before. And he's the kind of guy that he can talk to you. He's very personable. He uh he'll like get all your backstory. Then he'll glad hand the rest of the room. But if he sees you again, Trump will pick, uh not Trump uh, uh W will pick up that conversation right where he left off. Like like he just remembered exactly where he was when he stopped talking to you. So he's a really nice guy. I think he got a really bad rap as president. I think he he generally had a good heart. I believe that about him. Yeah, yeah, he seems like he's really cool. Well, Trump would be there for the entertainment, and the other two would be there to uh, to just you know listen to you know because those guys are those guys were sharp. I would like to paint pictures with George W. because you know that's what he does now. He's an artist. Uh, who who would have thought? Who would have thought that the guy who uh, uh, launched uh, the war on terror would ultimately re- uh, resort to painting? I think that's such an amazing evolution <laughs> of of his nature. Uh, I would like to sit. In, I would like to sit with him and just kind of see, like, you know, what does he like when he draws? And obviously, he's a cool guy because Michelle Obama hugs him every time she sees the guy. So, yeah, he always gives her candy. <laughs> yeah, right. Like you know, he he's probably a guy that's gonna sneak. Uh, he 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 he's, he definitely seems like he's mischievous. He, yeah, he, he he looks he looks like he was a really mischievous kid. Uh, so I, I probably would have liked to hang out with him when he was at Yale, because uh, he probably would have thrown the best parties. Yeah, like he seems like he'd be a lot of fun to hang out with for sure. Yep. So, so Randy, we both have uh, a disdain for Amer- American politics and politicians. I'm just going to ask you this very quickly: like, what do you think about this stunt uh, that the the Texas Democrats are doing right now when they fled to to D.C.? What do you think about that? Oh, man. Well, I I don't know all the ins and outs of everything that's going on. Um, I I get I understand, you know, the 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 tactics and, you know, the the moves that 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 these politicians go through to, um, I guess, get around certain situations. But I think ultimately uh, it's a bad look. Um, for people, uh, especially the people that, you know, voted for them, um, even though the people that voted for them are usually the ones that are supporting them in this effort. But I mean, when you're hired, when you're hired to do a job, you know, uh, they're not really, they're they're not really doing, they're only really delaying the inevitable. The work still needs to get done. Yeah. You know, so you, you, I think I think at the end of the day, you got to come to the table and you got to have a conversation and, you know, you got to be an adult about it and you got to come to the table with with some kind of compromise in mind. You know, everybody's got to give a little and uh, you got to meet in the middle somehow. And I don't think you can do that. I think it's impossible to do that when you're in two different rooms. You know, so, this is my thought about it. This is my thought about it. Uh, so. I, I I can understand the strategy behind it. They are they are in essence likely very much so delaying the inevitable. I doubt that Congress acts and gives them the type of legislation that they want. 
Congress just doesn't move that fast uh, for minorities. You know, it's, and a lot of the folks that are doing this are, in my opinion, just protecting their money. That that's 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 for, they're protecting their money and their influence because there are so many issues that if if they were really that important, they they should have gone to D.C. and pulled this stunt on a number of things. Right? They could have done this when it came to. Um, uh, LGBT rights. They could have done this with, you know, w- w- with how they, you know, I-, I think the GOP just really gives or they've used uh, transgender kids as uh, like a target. And so, you know, so many different things where they have been discriminatory, regardless of what it is. Um, they could have gone to Washington to delay the passage of some of those bills. But I think the, the reason why the voting is so important to them is because now this puts them in a position to lose their power and influence. That is the reason why I think they went to D.C. That's why I don't like it, because uh, there are so many other, I think, very key issues that they should have just done the same thing for if they really wanted to hold up legislation they believe to be oppressive, right? All this does, in my opinion, is allows them to uh, not allow voting uh, or uh, trying to delay things when it comes to voting or you know the, some of the changes they're trying to make because that could affect their bottom line. That that that's that ultimately that's what I think this is about. If it was about people's rights, they would have chosen many other issues to to do this for. Uh, but instead, you know, they will just accept the loss on a lot of those issues, and then they'll talk about how unfair it is. But now, when it comes to things that ultimately could affect their bottom line, they choose to go to D.C. That that's 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 really what I think about this stunt about going to D.C. Because uh, they should have done this for just too many things, and, and so we'll just. Unless you have something else to say, we'll just move on to the next thing. No, we can, we can, can we can, we can move on for sure. All right, yeah, yeah. So that's all I say about it because I, I think, I think in general, uh, a lot of those politicians are cowards because they won't speak out about the things that are really important uh, to people. Um, you know, a lot of the poli- population uh, just really started voting because we're so uh, divided. But you know, this just should have been done. Something, something should have been done a long time ago. All right, Randy. So just to uh, change it up a little bit. Uh, do you like rap music? Oh yeah, man! I like all music, man. I, I my uh, my my musical uh, I guess my playlist on. I do a lot of YouTube, man. I got the uh, the YouTube Premium, so you can listen. You you can exit out of the app while it's on your phone. You can still listen to it. And I I got. I mean, I'm all over the place, man. People think I'm crazy when they when my playlist is going like, how'd you go from this to that? So, so what, yeah, of course. What, what, what rapper? What rapper do you think best personifies who you are? Who is it? Um, man, I never really thought about that. Um, man, I'm a I'm a native Houstonian man, so I listen to a lot of Houston artists uh, when it comes to to hip hop or rap. Um, you know, do you like Screw? Do you like Screw, Randy? Absolutely, man. I mean, I don't listen to it a lot. Uh, but it's in the playlist for sure. All right. So yeah. now that means we got to do a screw freestyle. What? Well, no. Nah. <laughs> well, you Whenever know, there's we have our Well, you know, there's the freestyle, dude. Well, yeah. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> down. I, I, but you know, there's a time and a place for for every kind of music, you know. So yeah. And that's definitely one of those ones where there's a time and a place where you know, you know, it, it's. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm I'm all over the place from you know '80s music to. I like more of the old school. I like some of the new, you know, country, but I'm more of an old school country guy. Uh, you know, like rock and roll style music, old, new. 
Um, I, I like a uh, lounge kind of house music, you know, when it's time to kick back and just relax. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of all over the place, man. I, if, if I was a, uh, so, so maybe you can't think of a, a rapper. If I, if I had to choose a rapper that probably caught my personality, I would say it's uh, Two Chains. I, I think he, I think he's probably really funny. Uh, to say with that, some of the things that he says in his music are the most ridiculous things you've ever heard, right? <clears throat> and they make me laugh when he's rapping. And so, if you can laugh during a uh, gangster rap, you've done a. If you can make me laugh during gangster rap, you've done a fine job. And so that that's why I like Two Chains because it's like comedy gangster rap. Man, it's funny you say that. Uh, you know, I've only got on my phone on my iPhone, man. I've only got I don't know. 10 to 15 albums on my, my phone. And, you know, there's a mix, you know, from 90s rock to, to alternative to some lounge. Um, and there's some, I've even got a bluegrass album on here too, but then there's a, there's a, a few different uh, hip hop or rap albums on there. And I got a T.I. um T.I. is one of them. A-Ball, NJG's on there. Oh, 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 man. Mr. Big? Is Mr. Big in, in your playlist, dude? No, but I, he's on... Yeah, uh, but not on, not on my phone. Like, on my YouTube. Yeah, for sure. I guess I got a J. Cole album. And uh, I my latest... Uh, I got I got Nas's latest album. And then and then uh, 2 Chains. There's a 2 Chains album on my phone, man. So... I think that's a that's a big statement to make that that I've paid for these albums, you know, and you can get them for free. I went and bought these, and these are the ones that I can listen to whenever I want, whether I got Wi-Fi or internet service or not. These are on my phone. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I used to I, maybe I should enlighten myself with more country. I have not listened to country since I was in high school. I, I used to I used to go to Klein Forest uh, for my first three years of high school, and and uh, so I, and I was in FFA. Can you believe that? I was yeah, in, I was in FFA as a freshman. Uh, my mom would not let me raise any animals, though, which uh, I, I was bitter about for a little bit. Well, but you, you got to have a lot of space for a lot of the uh, the FFA style animals, though. But I, know I mean, it. but it doesn't surprise me that you were in it, man. This is Texas, man. I mean, that's just kind of it's part of our culture here. I mean, all, there's so many different people from all walks that are involved, and in, I mean, everybody wants the rodeo, man. Everybody wants rodeo. I, I forgot what it was that I wanted to raise. Whatever it was, I knew I didn't have the space to do it. Uh, but you know, they didn't stop me from asking. Uh, but yeah, I used to listen to Garth Brooks. Uh, oh, he's he's, he's one he's one of the goats, man. Yeah, uh, friends of the low places. That's that's probably all I really remember. Uh, <laughs> you know, everybody knows that one. I got friends of low places. That that is like the ultimate. You you could probably play that uh, anywhere, dude, and everybody's gonna sing that part of the song. Cause that's that's the part that everybody knows. Oh, for sure, it's iconic. I mean, that's that's a big that's a big song. All right, Randy, uh, we're coming up on an hour. I try to keep these within sixty minutes just to respect everybody's time. And you know, who wants to listen to people ramble for more than that? Uh, <laughs> uh, big hairy audacious goals. Big hairy audacious goals for twenty twenty one for yourself personally and uh, for your family. Like and, and be ridiculous, man. Like stuff that you know, you would almost think borders on impossible uh, to get accomplished by the end of the year. What, what would you say that is that you would like to do? Um, by the end of the year, I've given, I've, my wife and I, we've kind of given it a, a 12 months. Um, I think 12 months is pretty realistic. 
Uh, by the end of the year, kind of seems impossible, but not really. Um, we're about to move, so we're moving uh, next month, uh, just right down the road. So we're not moving far. Um, but once we get settled and, um, and and the move is all you know complete, we really want to get a, a place. We want to buy some some property out in the hill country, man. So we're looking looking to do something like that in the next you know few months to a year somewhere out in like the the, the canyon lake uh blanco new Braunfels, san marcus that whole area man we we try to get out there as often as we can um we we'd ultimately ultimately like to move out there one day so we're first step is you got to buy some buy some properties so that's kind of our goal right now so you're gonna you're gonna put any animals on the property oh uh, man you know nothing crazy um because you know it's it's a lot of it's a lot of responsibility but it'd be kind of fun to have a goat or two man you know the goats are funny they are yeah they goats do. are yeah it's goats are funny yard service it's free yard service yeah <laughs> but maybe just one man i don't know maybe you gotta have a, a maybe a goat's gotta have a buddy you know outside of like a dog or something but maybe maybe two goats but uh yeah that'd be fun i think that's a great goal i think that's a great goal i i used to want to uh own uh cattle I still haven't let go of that goal. Uh, we'll we'll just see what happens here. Uh, that's definitely not a twenty twenty one goal. I, but I, I have several. Like I, I'm always thinking of uh, things that I want to do because I think that uh, there's there's just so much to do in the world. Uh, once you get a chance to really get outside of the U S. to just realize how small this life is and uh, small this country is compared to the rest of the world. So. Um, I just have many things that I want to do and experience, but th- th- there's one thing that I actually do want to do uh, within the United States before the end of this year. I love fishing. Like, I, I'm, I'm a huge, huge fisherman. I want to go to Venice, Louisiana, dude, and fish. H- have you ever, have you even heard about Venice, Louisiana? Uh, I have. I've never been, but the, the fishing in Louisiana, I mean, any kind of, you know, hunting, fishing in Louisiana is going to be great. Yeah, it really is a sportsman paradise, like they yeah. say on the license plate, man. It really mm-hmm. is. So, uh, uh, I want to go to Venice because the, the, the limits on redfish are different there. And, uh, you know, if you get a good captain, or, you know, all captains, I think, try to do their best, but, uh, like, you can catch up to 20 something redfish. And I can't, can't, I don't know if you're a fisherman, uh, like I am, but, dude, hooking into a redfish is the most intoxicating feeling on the planet. Because uh, when that joker's running, you just get excited. Because now you know once he stops, the fight is on, and uh, you can you know you can just generally be tired after fighting with redfish for a few hours. So uh, th- that's what I want to do. I just want to work up a sweat with some redfish out in Louisiana, and then maybe go gamble. Yeah, that that sounds great, man. We we should do that too, man. We we uh, we were just uh, at the beach uh, down in Bolivar um, a few weeks back. Uh, a buddy of mine, he he's trying to get back into fishing and whatnot. We were out there, and um, that was cool. And we had a lot of really great fishing opportunities and spots right around here too. So you don't have to go far to really get in a good day of fishing. Well, don't threaten so. me with a good time, Randy. Because, <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a fun guy to hang with. I think. And I think we would have a good time and we catch fish and, you know, we create memories. Uh, maybe we'll make that a, a podcast episode, Sam and Randy fishing um, and in uh, wherever we go. I think that would be good. Yeah, I'm, I'm down, man. Let me know when. Yeah, we let's plan it. All right, Randy, we're, we're about to close it out. Uh, can I get you to come back on the show just to uh, have random guy talk uh, uh-huh. with uh, the prophet? 
hundred percent, man. It's been an honor to be here, man. I really appreciate, you know, the invite. I've thoroughly enjoyed, you know, our conversation, man. It's always thought provoking and, and, uh, I always look forward to us talking, man. All right. And then I'm just going to throw this out there for any women that are listening. Uh, you know, Randy sounds like he gives great, uh, romance advice. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, if you want, if you want, uh, somebody to speak man for you, Randy just might be the guy who could translate, uh, what you need to say to your guy, uh, to get him to buy you flowers and put them in whiskey bottles. <laughs> hey man, what, hey, I'm, I'm here to help whatever I can do to help people, man. I'm, I'm in. See, he, he is a man of the people. He, we ought to get you to run for office. Rand, Randy for president. Uh, right now, I'm just going to say it. Randy for president. All right, guys. We have, uh, we're have we about to close this thing out. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, entertaining two uh, random guys who are good friends who just wanted to catch up and uh, just kind of uh, peel back the hood so you can see what, the, you know, what two guys think about on a Sunday uh, um, as Randy gets ready to go. I think he, he's going to go do some family stuff. <clears throat> I'm going to do the same. Uh, but it's been great. You guys tune in, listen in, leave us a message on the Anchor app, which you can uh, scroll through. Uh, Randy's on Instagram. He posts a lot of pictures of his food. And, and, and if you guys get a chance and you're in the Houston area, Missouri uh, uh, County, Pearland, wherever it might be, stop by Killing Steakhouse. Stop by Killing Steakhouse. They have, they're an amazing, amazing, amazing steakhouse. Uh, you might get a chance to meet Randy and just see how personable he is uh in real life uh you know maybe you guys could take a selfie with him he he likes to take selfies if you can tell by the <laughs> okay all right we're signing off this is samuel ibrahim the host of the mind of the prophet meditation hour signing off with the llama mac daddy randy lee jones he will come back for another episode soon one of these days maybe over fishing maybe over barbecue maybe over scotch you just never know uh, with the prophet and the Mac Daddy. We just go see what happens. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Have a good day. Signing off.